Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward to today as we study more into 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to look at a powerful verse of Scripture today, verse number 10. And I'm looking forward to getting into this verse and the uh, truth that God has laid on my heart for today. Now, if you've missed any of our previous Bible studies in this book or any other book that we've studied through, you can always get those uh, uh, just anytime you're available to get those, you can get them on the podcast. If you'll go to wherever it is you download your other podcast, you'll find Striving for Revival there as well. If you'll become a subscriber to the podcast, you'll have access to every past Bible study that we've done. Our media team has gotten that together. They're all archived there. And that way, if you miss us live on the radio, then you can catch us via the podcast whenever your schedule allows you to tune in. And I understand how life is. Sometimes you get busy and you find yourself running uh, hither and yon, whatever, and you don't have time to get uh, your radio dial set. You don't have time to log on to knvbc.com. And this way you can always stay up to date with me if you'll download the podcast. And maybe you missed last uh, broadcast or the one before that. Go get the podcast and you'll find it waiting on you right there. Paul has been writing now to a church in Corinth a church in the region of Athens. Athens, of course, is a place very uh, philosophical, very progressive, uh, very uh, astute, very uh, steeped in academia, very carnal, very worldly, very secular, uh, immoral even, if you would. And some of that influence has filtered down into this church. We can tell that by Paul's opening argument where he contrasts the wisdom of God with the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of, of the world is foolishness to God, and yet the world would look at the gospel and say that it is foolish. They would say that it makes no sense that God, who is all-powerful, would come down, uh, submit, if you will, to a body of flesh, uh, take upon himself that body of flesh, live among men, and then die on a cross, not for his sin, because he had none, but for the sins of the world. And they would look at the gospel and say, that's moronic. But I'm glad when the Holy Spirit of God convicts you of your sin, and you realize it's true, yes, it's true, and you cry out in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ to save you from your sin, and grace steps in, and you get born again. I'm glad no longer is it foolish, but it's the power of God and the wisdom of God. And thank God for him. Thank God for his ways. I'm glad his ways are above ours and deeper than ours, and I'm glad that God can take weak things, and God can take base things, and do great things with that. We read about that. Paul is dealing now in chapter 3 with uh, the division in the church. They're carnal. He tells them four times in the four opening verses, you're carnal, you're carnal, you're carnal. And here's why, because some said, I, I like Paul, I'm going to follow Paul. Then others said, I like Apollos, I'm going to follow Apollos. And so Paul has to make the analogy of a, of a garden. One man will plant, one man will water. They're two different jobs, they're two different men. But both are necessary and both are working to a common 
goal, and that is to produce, to bring forth fruit. The waterer is not the planter, the planter is not the waterer, but God uses them both working together, and he gives the increase. It is not the planter, it is not the water, it is God that gives the increase. Same thing's true. It is not you, it is not me, but anything good that comes from us is all of God. God gives the increase. He said in verse 8, he that planteth and he that watereth are one. So both of these two, they're distinct, they're different, they're designated, yet they work together harmoniously to that common goal. Same thing's true the local church. There are no solo uh, 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 Christians. There's no lone sheep, if you will. We're all in this thing together. We're working as a team. We're all pulling the same direction with the same purpose to the same point. We're pressing toward the same mark. And there'll be a problem every time. There'll be a problem in the church when you get somebody who's all wrapped up in themselves and think that if they weren't there, the thing would fall apart. If they weren't there, the choir couldn't make it. If they weren't there, the school would crumble. If they weren't there, the church doors would close. And then they set out to do it on their own and they don't work together with everybody else. I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to cause trouble. They're going to cause a church problem. They're going to cause folks to uh, withdraw from them as they withdraw from people. No, we work together. It is not about me and it's not about you. It's about you and I working together to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, that in all things that he might have the preeminence. And one of these days, God's going to reward us for our labor. How did we work on the team? How did we do our task? Was it with the right motivation, the right uh, agenda, the right kind of heart? Were we steered by the right things? What was our motivation in it? We're going to be rewarded for that. The Bible said we're laborers together, and that's the truth. The choir works with the congregation. The congregation works with the pastor. The pastor works with his staff. The staff works with one another. We're not in competition. We're not divided. We're all on the same team. And if one of us wins, then the whole team gets the W. Amen. And that's what we're after. We're laborers together. But I like what it said, laborers together with God. God works with us as we work with him. Not only does God work with us, but God works on us. God works through us. God works for us. God works uh, within us as we work for him. We're his husbandry. We're his field. We're his vineyard, and we're his building. And now Paul's going to move from that analogy of agriculture or gardening into the analogy of a builder. He's going to speak to us as one who is involved uh, in construction. He's going to be the foreman, the superintendent. He's going to speak to us from that standpoint. We have a lot of men in our church that are in the uh, business of construction. They build, and uh, that's just what they do. And so they would uh, be familiar. They could say more than I could even about this section of Scripture. But let's look at verse number 10 together and see what it says. It says, according to the grace of God, and by the way, never forget that. If you hold a position, you hold it because of the grace of God. If you've got a ministry, God gave it to you. Amen. It's the grace of God. You didn't deserve that, neither do I. But God's been good, has he not? We're wretched, vile, old, wicked sinners, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me. Now look what Paul likens himself unto as a wise master builder. I've laid the foundation. So Paul is saying, just like the foreman or superintendent on the construction project, I have laid a spiritual foundation for this church in Corinth. Paul's saying, I came to you, I preached the gospel to you, you got saved, I laid the foundation, I discipled you, I mentored you, I taught you from the scripture, and I uh, taught you the ways of God so that you weren't uh, uh, just floundering out there, but you were founded. You had a foundation, and I laid the foundation. Thank God for that. Paul was the forerunner. Paul was the initiator. Paul was the man. 
that first went and he labored and he loved and he worked and he cried and he prayed and he stayed and he built and he battled and he was there and in doing that he laid a foundation he was trying to do all he could to get this church established and he did it well he laid a foundation thank god for our forerunners our forefathers i thank god for the ministry that we have here at our church but i don't get it twisted i i didn't build this ministry this ministry was built when i came there was a man before there's a man here now pastor Trevor came here long before i ever even existed and uh, began to pastor and began to preach and began to love and began to lead and began to win and he began to pray and give and all these things labored and stayed and was faithful and he laid a foundation we have a school it's already there we have a college it's already there we have a bus ministry it's already there we have the nursing homes it's already there we have the radio it's already there all of these things and i, I i'm preaching in the auditorium but i i didn't build that it was already there i showed it was it's built it's there thank god for those that lay the foundation, the faithfulness, the Sunday school teacher lays the foundation, the bus worker lays the foundation, the mom and dad lay a foundation in the lives of their young people. And look what he says. He's using the illustration. Remember Paul and Apollos. Paul laid the foundation and he says, and another buildeth thereon. He said, Apollos came after me and Apollos is building upon that foundation. Thank God that's the way it's supposed to happen. We don't change the foundation. We don't alter the foundation. We definitely don't discard the foundation. We build on. We enter into the labor of those who've gone before us. That class you teach, that route you run, that church you pastor, that mission field that you occupy, no doubt somebody was there before you. Don't change it. Don't alter it. Don't mess with it. Leave it how it is and build up on that foundation that has been laid. Don't discard it. Don't spit on your heritage. Build. Build on it. That's why it's there. Build on it. And that's what he said. Let every man take heed. Take heed how he buildeth thereon. There's a warning. There, these both, Paul and Apollos, both men are building. Paul laid the foundation. Apollos is building up on the superstructure from the foundation. And Paul says, hey, listen, be cautioned. When you continue building on the work that God has started, be careful how you build. Don't you change it. Don't you compromise it. Don't you pollute it. Don't you manipulate it. But you continue, you stay, you go forward the way that, the, that got the foundation there in the first place. Thank God for those who laid it. And God help those who build upon it. Let's stay faithful till Jesus comes. That's all of our time for today. Until next time, let's pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.